Hey, Magic fans, this is Coach Moles from the Orlando Magic, sending you back two guys who play with pace and space. Now back to In The Zone. Welcome back to In The Zone. Happy to have you along for the ride today. It is time now for our In The Zone Player of the Night. Trevor Lawrence puts an exclamation point on his bounce-back effort. Lawrence, back in the end zone. Ridley, over-the-shoulder kicks. Touchdown. Travis Etienne lines up at the top of your screen. Lawrence instead looking left. He evades the initial sacker. Lawrence going to run for it. Lawrence, end zone. Touchdown. It's one of his bigger days of the season so far. Lawrence fakes the handoff again. Little off-balance throw to the end zone. It's caught, and it's Ridley again. T-Law, four total touchdowns, 266 pass yards, no turnovers, and a 119 passer rating. Good enough to whoop up on the Titans. 34-14 was the final score. He is our In the Zone Player of the Night, presented by Underdog Fantasy. Use the promo code BRANDON and get your first deposit doubled up to $100. You can play their pick'em game tonight, Eagles versus Chiefs, over at underdogfantasy.com or on their mobile app. So as uncomfortable as it is, we need to talk about this Jordan Travis injury from the weekend. All season long, I've been saying that this team is great. They just they lack an angle from a sports talk perspective. There's nothing to question about this team. There's no road ahead that was daunting. There's no controversy, which is a good thing. None of that. I've contrived some, you know, can they beat Miami and Florida with both of those teams just hanging their hat on ruining FSU se- uh, FSU season? We've had that conversation on this show, but nothing that really makes FSU fans feel uncomfortable with how much success they've had this year. I think every Knoll fan was telling you, and rightfully so, that the only thing standing between them and the college football playoff uh, was either themselves or the committee. Well, we have our angle, and it's an unpleasant one. Jordan Travis goes down with one of those leg injuries that's so gruesome, TV networks don't even want to show you the replay. It was nasty. Travis left the field on a cart, got the air cast on his leg, fans chanting his name, and the medical staff immediately loaded him onto an ambulance and took him to the hospital. Here's Jordan Travis at the hospital assuring fans that he's doing okay. What's up, y'all? It's Jordan. Just want to let y'all know I'm doing good. Um, Feeling good. Got a smile on my face. Um, Just going to follow God's plan, man. God has a journey for me, and I'm going to trust him every step of the way. Um, I appreciate y'all for all the messages. Uh, Go Knowles. Yeah. um, Good to hear that he's doing all right. You never know in situations like that. It's hard not to think about the McKenzie Milton injury in that moment when you see that, and I can only imagine what goes through players' minds in a situation like that. Jordan Travis, last game at home. It's a celebration. You're on your way to end your season against your rival Florida and in the ACC championship game, and you win both of those. You've got a possible playoff berth ahead of that. That is what you dream of when you play at Florida State. All of it that he worked for, taken away in a moment, and not just taken away, but your leg is twisting all kinds of ways it's not supposed to twist. I mean, that just has to be brutal. I, I and, and to have the positive attitude that these guys have after the moment, I uh, my hat's off to them. Here's um, Mike Norvell talking about how he processed all of it in the moment. 
have such a long history with that kid, and he's done so much for your offense and, and your program in general. What, what were your emotions now, or now, and what were they at the moment? No, and how I mean, did you like block it out uh, after you, a you minute? Don't. I mean, I like I like to say you, you you block out, you don't. I mean, you know, coming in, we knew this was Jordan Travis's last game at Doe Campbell Stadium. I wanted to, I, I wanted to see him. You know, have a you know have a, have a special game, special you know, experience. You know, and for any time somebody gets hurt, you know, I don't you know, it it, it hurt. I mean, it, it's 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 painful to to for to see. It's painful to to to. You have to go through, and I mean, you just want so bad for that kid, like because he's he does everything right. You know, he really is just a special, special young man. And um, you know, it was, you know, I can't say that I did block it out. You know, it was, you know, you go and you coach and you do everything, just like I said earlier, for the players that are, you know, that are out there on the field. Well, they, you know, I owe it to them too. It, but it doesn't it, it doesn't lessen anything of the impact of when you have any player that goes down. I mean, it is. It's hard because this is a this is a game that these guys they just they put so much into and um, yeah rough. Uh, now the question becomes: Can Tate Rodemaker lead this team to glory? And will the college football playoff committee hold this against FSU? We'll get a better idea of that tomorrow. Although if Jordan Travis was healthy, they might have held a win against North Alabama against FSU. The team that's sitting right behind them beat Oregon State on the road. I'm thinking Washington was going to slide up to four, but I thought that last week, and I was wrong. Now you have this factor, too. Uh, I just wonder how this is going to not so much factor in this week because I think Washington was going to be the fourth-ranked team no matter what. It's really about moving forward. Does the committee use this against FSU? If FSU is still able to take care of business, Tate Rodemaker is not Jordan Travis, but he's okay, and their roster's stacked. They could still win out. Yeah, so I do think that I it's an unfortunate situation, and we just need to establish that. But at the end of the day, there are things that are going to come of this. And one of those being UW had a shot at that number four spot in jumping FSU by beating top ten Oregon State without any of this happening. We saw it happen when Georgia jumped Ohio State for the one spot. Ohio State didn't do anything wrong. They won. They won. Uh, I don't remember who their opponent was. They they beat a lesser opponent. I think they beat Michigan State. But yeah. Michigan State's awfully down this year. And Georgia went out and beat a top ten ranked in Ole Miss. That got them the one spot. Now it didn't drop Ohio State out of the conversation and out of that top four spot. So that's where the situations are a little bit different. But I don't see if you're Bukhar Corrigan and that committee how you keep FSU in the top four. And that's just the unfortunate part about it. My argument for FSU last week was, okay, yes, Washington has done all of this, and if they go and beat Oregon State on the road, they already might have that claim to that four spot over FSU for similar reasons. FSU didn't do anything wrong. My reasoning of why FSU should stay four was because they have shown that when they are fully healthy, that is a top four team in the country. Not only are they missing a... Not that they are, but at times they've missed Keon Coleman. They've missed Johnny Wilson. Jordan Travis has played through injuries. That Boston College game that they almost lost uh, months ago, Jordan Travis wasn't 100%. That Boston College game is what a lot of Pac-12 fans will look to and say, why do they get to be in that four spot in undefeated when Washington has had scares but against top 25 teams for the most part? 
You know, how does that make sense? You just can't keep FSU there. It's that is a quarterback injury derails uh, just about everything. And even if FSU does win out, you cannot look at FSU without Jordan Travis and say, I test that they're a top four team in the country over Washington. Yeah, this is where the subjectiveness of the committee makes this a much different conversation than than what it should be. You should get into the college football playoff because of what you have done to get to that point. They shouldn't look and say, well, you have a backup quarterback, so we're going to assume that you're not as good and we're going to bury you in the rankings. That's not the way that it should work. But we're talking about people sitting around a table having a conversation, trying to differentiate between a couple of great teams. If it's obvious and Florida State's undefeated and there's all these other teams with one loss, then... Yeah, they'll probably just put them in, and they'll be the four seed. I don't think they're going to get any higher than that. But that is part of the equation. Fairness is kind of out of the picture when you're talking about a committee sitting around a boardroom. So it's not the way that it should work. Florida State should not be docked because Jordan Travis got hurt. But they will be. So it's best that you just start to wrap your head around that because that's the way that this is going to work. When they have conversations about who's the best team, that's what they're judging. They're not judging who has been the best team to this point. The committee has shown us since 2014, they're trying to put the best four teams right now that also have a good resume to support it. And FSU can't just win these next two games. He's got to look like the next star at Florida State in order for them to get in. Because I could see a situation where you have one-loss teams that make their way in ahead of Florida State because you've got some stacked uh, one-loss teams and teams that w- their one loss is going to be like Michigan would be to Ohio State or vice versa. Um, Washington, Oregon, and uh, Georgia loses in the SEC championship. So it's not just one wild scenario. There are multiple scenarios where a one-loss team will be looked at more favorably because they're better right now than FSU. Let's back up to before the Jordan Travis injury and talk about what FSU needed to do. They needed to go out and win uh, this game versus North Alabama in dominant fashion. It didn't look that way early on. At the end of the game, it's a you know it's a forty plus point pounding. They needed to go to the swamp and beat the Gators. You know, rivalry game on the road. A lot goes into that. As long as they beat the Gators, I don't think that they would have dropped out of that top five. And then they absolutely needed to beat Louisville in the ACC championship game. Those were all things that needed to happen with Jordan Travis as your quarterback. Because, oh, they're, they play in the ACC. They have an ACC resume. They, the ACC doesn't hold enough weight for an undefeated FSU to even be a lock with Jordan Travis, with the eye test popping. Now we're talking about, you're right, FSU, if they want to keep their claim, have to dominate. Fair, unfair, it's unfair. This whole process is unfair. It's unfair that there are four teams that get to play for the national championship in a league that has 130 teams in it. It's unfair. That's how it is. Injuries stink. But it's what you have to consider now because it can't say, oh, well, FSU lost Jordan Travis but then went on and beat Florida and beat Louisville. Okay, they beat a five-win team and a Louisville and an ACC team. The reason that FSU doesn't get a hierarchy of respect comparatively to other conferences because it's the ACC, 
because they beat an ACC team, they get now they get the claim. Like, no, Washington is going to have that better resume, and is if they win out, Alabama. If they find a way to beat Georgia. That's really the one that throws all of this off. Because there is also a scenario. Like, I'm not saying that FSU is definitely out at this point. But their chances have been severely diminished because of the Jordan Travis injury. And that will be part of the equation, whether you like it or not. But there's a scenario where this is clean. Georgia wins out. Wins the SEC championship. They stay at one. Ohio State Let's just say Ohio State over Michigan. They beat them next weekend. Then they also win the Big Ten, and then Michigan falls out of favor. Washington wins the Pac-12. They're the third seed, and FSU wins out. They would be four. It could be that clean. That's the clean way, and FSU still gets in. And then you can have your 20-point loss to Georgia. Well, even that's where – so are you saying that – there, there's a scenario where either a one-loss Ohio State or one-loss Michigan team, only one of them stay in and one of them drops out? I think so. I, I don't think you would get, um, especially if it's Michigan, because Michigan's resume is not all that impressive. So if it's Michigan that falls out, I don't even think you... A one-loss Michigan, I don't think they... Uh, that didn't play in a conference championship game does not get in over an undefeated FSU that won the ACC. Well, nope. Definitely not. Let me ask you this really quick before we move on here. In the Michigan perspective, I want to put this in, you know, look through the goggles, the glasses of um, of other teams out there. Not If you're an FSU fan, think about it from the other side. If J.J. McCarthy goes out for Michigan, what conversation are we having? Yeah, I know. Right? If they, it's not, if, but it's not that simple. <laughs> that's why the FSU does have the fortune of you get to play two games if J.J. McCarthy goes down, yeah, okay, now there's this big question mark. But what if the backup's good, too? You're allowed to have a good backup quarterback. The Eagles won the Super Bowl with Nick Foles. You can't have, the most backups are bad. But you, there's, it's possible you have a good backup. We don't know. You're about to find out. It's because Tate Rodemaker's about to go into the swamp, and then he's going to play in the ACC championship game. Louisville isn't great, but they're a good team. Yeah. So if he wins and plays really well, you go, okay. This is a team that should be in the playoff. It all depends on how he plays. You got to win, and he has and he has to play well. And yeah, not all backups are created equal. So it's a complex question to answer. Ironically, the backup has to play better than what Jordan Travis would have. If Jordan Travis was healthy and FSU wins those games, yeah, he just has to win. He, it doesn't matter. He no, can throw he, for, I think yeah. he has to be even more dominant. He has to show that he's Jordan Travis and more <laughs> for FSU to stay in my mind. Which again, not fair. College football isn't fair. More in the zone next.